in the last episode with Mo- we spoke so much about traveling and uh, uh, what are the experiences that are, that you have uh, seen throughout yes. so building on that i wanted to know so when you travel throughout europe you see this uh, you know uh, wealth everywhere and uh, a different type of culture everything is polished and everything is structured when you come to uh, uh you know southeast asia or uh, you know all of all of asia for that matter you know you you see the image to be very different so did this change the way people live or how happy they are or uh, you know anything that you have learned from those experiences so this is this is tricky bro so the what i have noticed is personally that uh, people basically try to make the best of whatever they are given bro that's the like the ingenious part about humans what i think is you can put them in like the worst kind of situation you can imagine and then somehow come up with uh, a solution or a fix for that particular situation if you look at i don't know um like every city has a slum right that's that's generally how you have the big cities and even in the like the most uh, backward places you'll still see the kids uh, playing with the what do you call discarded rubber tires or they make toys out of things which you never thought could be toys so basically the whole what do you call outlook on life changes when you move from this as you yourself described europe being everything is organized everything is more civilized polished and you move to southeast asia or especially the places we have traveled to like if you go to the rural places it, and that's the thing bro so uh, traveling doesn't mean if you go to let's say indonesia doesn't mean you're definitely going to see uh, whatever now i am describing because yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it depends on how you travel as well <laughs> even in if you you can go to jakarta or you can go to yogyakarta and then go to this whatever lonely planet says okay go to this place you check that out and then you come back and say oh indonesia was an amazing place why not sure i see so many honeymoon couples coming chilling and they just sleep but when you are actually trying to like explore the place and go to these uh offbeat locations which are not really on the map then you get to see the real uh, what do you call essence or the real like the character of the country or the people so what i have seen is that people are very uh, resilient and everywhere all around the world whatever life throws at them they try to make the best out of it and turn the situation around that's that's basically what i've seen hmm crazy so you know that, that's one interesting thing right uh, either you can have everything and uh, still you're not content with it and want to accumulate more and on the other side uh, you just try to make your ends meet earn as minimum as possible and try to be happy with it while you're feeding your family uh, with whatever you yes. have yes yes exactly so you you basically find happiness in all the little things which actually i don't know sometimes which actually matter more than uh, all the things that you end up running behind like what you have in the present you look at it and you appreciate whatever you have and just celebrate the fact that uh, you are alive yeah so uh, i think uh, or you know at, at least uh, there's something I wanted to ask along these lines 
so does this modern world take you more and more away from these uh, you know little happinesses that you're supposed to experience in your life and uh, uh, you know work on your craftsmanship or something that you basically love about and uh, rather push you into a situation where it's all about uh, you know the circle where you are chasing after money or material and everything so this is a very subjective question bro so my perception of the present modern world is like you have described there is so much out there which is trying to push you so i think that is a good word to use in in a certain direction like you see the like the ads that you see when you're just passing on the streets or the roads you have lived the life live life large or make it big you see all these superlatives or all these adjectives they continuously use to make sure that you're not content with what you have right now or uh, basically they they try to show you this dream like every day you're confronted with all this imagery telling you where you are right now it's it's just not good enough or this is what you're supposed to do or this is what success is or uh, like push in that direction go run the race and because see it is again related to how the world is running right now if that is not the case like if you're not being pushed you have seen what happened during corona everything basically collapsed when everybody stopped <laughs> running and just stayed back home the whole system collapsed so it is very what do you call obvious or you see why we are being pushed in a particular direction and that is how the modern world is functioning and i personally think we have to seriously consider maybe we don't go down this path and try to come up with something else that is that is my perception hmm yeah exactly as soon as uh, everyone started staying at home there uh, all of a sudden people started to realize that uh, realize or I, i don't know if there are people who still haven't realized but who are the people who run your society and who are the ones who are absolutely necessary for you to uh, have this life where uh, you know you feel comfortable or feel secure i think yes. you don't really appreciate them enough in a normal society you know we, yes. we needed a pandemic to actually see that these are the ones uh, who ensure that uh, you know we are comfortable in our place uh, yes okay. correct so, so so one thing uh, i want to add yeah. uh, i forgot the name of the historian uh, he's this dutch historian you know this guy so okay. he talked about uh, so there's a book of his utopia for realists yeah yeah, yeah. So, this dutch historian talks about a time when uh, the garbage workers in new york uh, went on a strike and uh-huh. within two or three days the whole city was a mess like you couldn't live there and it was absolutely essential that we, they provided us with their service but people never realized that they, they just took it for granted but then there was a situation when bankers went on strike and the strike lasted for 6 months <laughs> nobody gave a fuck and then yeah. finally bankers actually decided okay uh, we might as well go back to work so this crisis has shown us as you said who are like the essential workers who keep the world like running and who keep the wheel in motion i i hope we have realized that during this crisis and then Uh, make sure that uh, <laughs> their importance remains this way and we don't go back to our normal ways of uh, 
uh, exploiting them or ill treating them and all that business yeah but yeah, yeah. yeah. so that was by radgar bragman uh, yes yes correct discussing about <laughs> yeah correct exactly so uh, you know while in the initial stages of lockdown we started to clap for them we started to throw flowers at them and that's a joke bro though you try to you know in some way show that you respect them or you think that they are the heroes or superheroes or whatever labels you basically gave them but i think they are just the victims of the society bro you know they know for a fact that if they don't do this job it's not that people are going to die you know they they will be in a situation where their family might die or they won't have the food on the plate and all those things yes and uh, during this whole lockdown i don't really think there was any point of time people actually or people or people in power have actually stressed on the fact you know what are the, what what is going to happen to them or how are they going to be treated or uh, what if one of their family members or if what if that person is affected by the disease uh, how are we going to take care of them so that always seems to be a puzzle uh, all right so uh, once this lockdown is done or once we get rid of the pandemic uh, you know still that looks like a very distant future though <laughs> you know, it happens uh, do you think we will be able to uh, uh, you know recover from this whole thing already you know considering the fact that the normal whatever we had wasn't really sustainable <laughs> uh, or wasn't the kind of life we, are, we were supposed to live but we are going through a crisis after this you think we'll go back to the normal or be in this chaotic world where you know we are just trying to push it and nothing is really happening so to be really honest with you we we know we were in mess before corona hit us there is no hiding that right so india was already in a mess now corona just made it really worse and we have seen that and i personally don't think bro that you can have legit progress with a polarized country or you can even if you want to go back to the normal whatever you described as chaotic and all of this fucked up shit you cannot do that with a polarized country and the present politics that you have in india i think that is where that is where we are heading if you look at history or the all policies that they are rolling out i see grim future bro for us i don't want to be this like prophecy telling and all what do you call dystopic shit and scare people fear mongering no but it just looks bad bro it's just fucked up mm, yeah like okay fine uh, it, this is something i get to hear a lot but what do you think exactly is that one needs to understand uh, see if i'm a average citizen what is it yes. that i'm missing out of it or what is it that i'm not seeing that's happening in this country you know because so of think... which you think that you know everything you know the the realities or you know the future is grim or else uh, uh, you know i'm i'm missing the point so what i think is that right now there is a smog screen bro as you said an average citizen is not able to see through that now why is he not able to see through that is you have basically taken over all the democratic pillars or the institutions which let you have the power in the hand like the people or let them decide or dictate what happens or these institutions or these pillars work on your behalf now let's say media bro media is one of the most important 
important pillar in democracy which connects the government and the people right so it tells you what the government is doing keeps the people updated so people can take an educated uh, action or give their voice to whatever is required okay another aspect is judiciary now recently judiciary like sc uh, supreme court is talking about what changing the name from india to bharat and all of this bullshit is coming up so even supreme court and judiciary is gone bro yeah uh, the after the four out of the four pillars two of them are completely rotten now you have uh, legislation and executive even there you see they are in absolute majority whatever the ruling party is and now that they're, they're taking over all these institutions and they're killing your democratic instinct bro even if people want to think or people want to question something or people want to see what is actually happening they will bombard you with so much misinformation and so much propaganda you it you'll you'll have to put so much effort to like see through that and an average indian doesn't generally have that he's lost in his own what do you call daily survival how do i put food on my plate how do i pay those installments now i have to go back listen to my wife take care of my kids this is a, this is basically <laughs> what everything is going through but nobody has time to go to to be political or to actually understand what is happening in our country and you know like it is a very what do you call like efficient machinery that they have mobilized whole networks in whatsapp groups bro i'm not even kidding my own father he had around four or five whatsapp groups where he constantly gets invited the names are like atal ji ki sena or modify telangana like this like they randomly had lot of group like people and they send this just false information bro with one particular agenda and you know exactly what their agenda is so if you are constantly being bombarded by shit like this it is very difficult to then say okay wait a minute let me just check all of this wait a minute maybe maybe somebody is trying to push me in a certain direction so it is that is the challenge that uh, i feel average indian faces now the sheer amount of what do you call false news is surrounded with mm yeah that does make a lot a lot of sense because when you look at uh, look at some baseless information for the first time you may just ridicule it saying this is this is just false but when you see that for the second time the third time the fourth time or if you see the same thing a hundred times with different narratives and where the truth is being twisted with the with the use of a lot of adjectives and uh, uh use of institutions which will actually make people uh, you know uh, uh you know come up with this polarized opinions uh all right so what is that what is that i'm supposed to do if i'm supposed to overcome all these things you know you said that uh, this is a this is a smog screen that we have because of which people are not able to see it so what is that i can do to ensure that i'm connected or or i always know that uh i'm aware of these things so this is a very tricky thing to do bro <laughs> so you have to be skeptical you have to be really skeptical about everything that is being told to you but at some point of time you have to let go of skepticism otherwise you'll lose your mental balance and you'll start doubting everything but you have to be at least initially skeptical about what is being fed to you so you have to question who is trying to feed me this and what are his interests like some basic research bro if you look at all the major uh, media houses or the networks who owns them 
who are they donating to a particular party where are they getting their funds from where are they involved other than the news industry um the reporters what are their interests like this is at, i'm talking about just the media because media is a very powerful tool which is basically like it's like a snake charmer bro we are all swaying to the tune whatever the media is putting out there in our screens pumping it in our screen and nobody nobody is actually questioning that shit so you have to be vigilant you have to be skeptical and you have to be curious to objectively investigate or look into the matter why something is happening in the country right now instead of just consuming whatever is given to you i feel that is the only way in finland i have seen that they are trying to educate the older generations of people how to filter the news so because even there obviously everywhere you have this problem right you're bombarding people with fake news or false information so actually they are trying to educate people on how to filter it in india that is a far fetched idea i get it so at an individual level i think it is up to the individual to actually filter it out be skeptical be vigilant and aware about what is being fed to him or what he is consuming the information he is consuming that is the only thing as far as i know that can be done right now unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> all right looks like too much uh, too much of workload already on yeah. my plate yeah too much of an ass too much of i told you right average indian is already struggling with his livelihood and now we are telling him be careful about your prime time news or what you are watching and this is not right then he's like who cares why i just care about my life and that's basically how the show is running right now yeah yeah so this actually comes back uh, from one of the conversations that we had like long long time ago so i think yeah that's fair when you face too many problems or when when you're used to living a kind of life like this somewhere down the line you lose the hope that i need to be aware of all these policies which actually govern me and yeah. rather just focus on uh, the task at hand which is nothing but earn that money so that your family can uh, you know live off of that uh okay so while this is the case uh, or you know we'll we'll talk about india in particular though but <laughs> on a global scale when you look at the whole whole world whole wide wide world uh you know the one thing which scares me is the climate change and uh, okay. there are definitely a lot of topics that we can talk about uh, based on the crisis that's going on in different continent though but what is it that as a world that we're missing out on or not looking at because of which we are we are we are uh, you know so isolated and fragmented in our ideas but we still need everyone for in you know, in, in this in this thing called as globalization where you mark uh, you know minerals on on countries uh, labor on different countries and uh, energy in the form of oil coal and in, in different countries and your relations actually depend on these countries because of the availability of these uh, these products and nothing else actually not really for the growth of humans or so, for the people <laughs> you don't really care for the people it's all yeah, about the resources yeah yeah it's all about the resources so what is it that as a world that we are missing out on or uh, you know what is that one problem that you see with everyone so regarding climate change uh, if we just stick to that i think the first biggest challenge we have at our hand is that first that humans or the majority of 
uh, humans accept or realize for the fact that it is happening because we are still debating it bro i think that is already a problem if if you have a group of people who are saying uh, i deny it or this is not happening then you have already lost the battle right there so i think that is where the biggest challenge is that you no longer have a conversation about is it real or it is not real but what do we then do against this ecological crisis if you can't move from the conversation we are having now right now to the conversation about the action we will continue to like come to a place meet all these uh, politicians and say okay paris climate accord let's do this and they go back and like yeah in their home countries now let's take usa you have like substantial portion of the population saying the climate change is fake it's just uh, i don't know media propaganda trying to take away your burgers but <laughs> <laughs> to stop you from doing air travel or putting you in public transportation so when you have this kind of again it comes back to the same thing what is media putting out there you just watch some fox news the us news channel it just baffles you it fucks your head like with what balls they spread this bullshit but yeah we have to move away from that and that will be the first first point actually for the people to do and that is going to be really difficult i'll tell you why because we don't look at climate change as a problem itself it has become something that it has been identified by a polit hello hello okay so i'll just go ahead yeah so i was talking about first moving the conversation from is climate change real or is it just there we need to go towards where you say okay this is real and what is our action what is our collective action but what is preventing this movement of conversation is it has become something political bro they were they say okay if you i'm talking about again the global political scene in india climate change is not really part of the uh, discourse or the conversation yet because we have our own shit to deal with climate change is like luxury to talk about it an ecological disaster while you still have i don't know poverty and other stuff to deal with so that's why it's not really part of the indian political discourse but if you look at the west bro basically what has happened is it's left versus right the left is saying climate change is real right is saying no it is not real and this will lead us nowhere and that's why the whole problem has what do you call taken the shape where we are not moving from this conversation and looking at the problem objectively doesn't matter if you are on the left or right uh, the rising sea levels are going to drown you all <laughs> if you if you if you, if you vote report matter but people don't see that and i think that is a problem hmm yeah so when i talk about the same thing uh, when when i talk about uh, uh, the land surface being submerged under water because of, because of the climate change 
we also need to look at uh, the fact that uh, uh four out of five people who are going to be affected by this actually stay in the asian countries yeah yeah and uh, because of which the west still has the luxury of saying that you know okay this is not something real or we're not really bothered about it or uh, while you have uh, someone like putin in in russia giving examples of uh you know africa when they have so many resources and when they don't really have uh, uh the money uh to actually feed their people so uh, they actually say that that's one of the reasons why we should continue to push the economy forward uh, and to bring these countries out of poverty so <laughs> yeah yeah that's one thought <laughs> sure one they have uh so you know we were talking about uh, you know the paris deal right so some would mm-hmm. argue that india has signed it and is on its way to actually achieve it what do you think yeah yeah super power super power india will be 5 trillion economy and super power by 2024 whatever the claim bro <laughs> bro basically that whole climate paris climate accord is it's not it's not strong enough it is all voluntary there are no cross checks nobody is going to see if you're following it or not it's 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 a useless piece of paper bro if you ask me it's like yeah i'll do this it's like telling your friend you will return his money there is no guarantee bro <laughs> if you will do it if you will not do it and so it's not a strong contract that india has signed or any country for that matter and even from such a shitty contract us has to uh, withdraw itself like dude it's not asking you a lot but still uh, what do you call uh, trump was addressing people and saying i'm the president for pittsburgh not paris or he said he said some shit like this <laughs> Or, and but then but then they come to the world stage and say we we are the leader for the free world we will lead you we will show you the path but when actually it it's it's about action and like doing the right things it's like ah, we don't give a fuck we just care about the american people and the factories in uh, usa detroit and all of this yeah so i don't know about if indian if us with all its resources and wealth is not taking seriously what will india do bro yeah and also this is not something that uh, only if india is going to act or only if china is going to act everything is going to uh, be stabilized unless everyone is going to yes. come together and uh, be part of it and for once keep your egos and all your ideologies aside and work together i think that's when we'll at least have a chance at ensuring that you know people won't just die because of the or or you just you just are not vibed uh, you know out of the human history just like that uh, yes so you look at the latest this thing bro what happened the locusts yeah. coming from west africa yeah. so i haven't really in depth I've gone, i haven't gone through that yeah. but people say it's because of the way the climate has been changing and that they have had more time now to breed and suddenly you have Uh, exponential growth in their population and they started to migrate to find for the foods and then suddenly you have an in india so it's not just rising sea levels what is going to happen but there are so many catastrophic effects and shit that we have to see in future and people are still continuing to do the same things that they have been doing and they're not coming together as you said putting aside all of the egos and past animosities and just come together but they're not doing it hmm 
so uh, like a lot of people might say that we are we are alarmist and all just talking about things uh, which are not hey, not yeah <laughs> okay so continue sorry yeah, yeah yeah talking about the things that are not happening or you are just looking everything under a microscope and uh, uh you know it doesn't really make much sense but okay you know if someone is uh someone has that opinion i don't really know if i can uh, counter or count make a counter argument and say that uh, you know this is actually happening and all those things so if if you cut all that bullshit so as 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 a nation or as india what do you think we should do as our uh, uh you know as a part to ensure that we have a life as well as we contribute to uh, this global change so if you look at uh what do you call what are uh, minister for forest and uh, environment change or this climate change javdekar uh, uh. yeah <laughs> you're telling about the fire elements bro we need right <laughs> we need earth, earth what was he saying water fire air and earth sky. and then he repeats this yeah sky so this is the level of competence we have at union level to make sure that india is up to the task of fighting climate change what so what can you expect from an individual who might not be aware and it's not his job to actually care about this right like any average indian citizen mm. why why would he even think about it bro and the people who are supposed to think about it are like this so the so i personally think some people say uh, it has to be the individual changes that you do like cutting down on meat or uh, traveling less you uh, to flight or using uh, biodegradable products and not uh, single use plastics all of them are effective i totally agree so within india what every citizen has to do is he has to be aware and try to make sure that he is doing whatever he can in avoiding our accelerated what do you call move towards this catastrophe okay i totally support that that is all fine but still as long as there are no systemic changes within india bro so the state or the government has to incentivize people who are trying to do the right thing and not basically i don't know put them in more trouble for just trying to consume less meat or trying to there has to be more uh, what do you call support from the system itself to do the right things if you only rely on the individuals it's not going to happen as long as the industries are lobbying and trying to get the permissions to clear the forests and to destroy the ecosystems in ocean to extract more oil it doesn't really matter if i and you at an individual level what what we are doing i i am not saying it is negligent or it is not important i'm saying we have to do it because we have no other choice but that is not enough we have to also acknowledge that and work towards a solution which solves the problems which are uh, embedded in the system itself i think that is what people of india have to do at least the youth they have to see this and then work towards it hmm so uh, again the question just goes back to how do uh, you know how does everyone uh, uh you know 
make themselves aware of keep up to date regarding what's happening and whom to believe and whom not to believe uh, uh, and the propaganda yeah bro i think this is again like what do you call you have mines everywhere and you're trying to navigate through a, a forest with all the mines and you're trying not to blow yourself up this is this is basically how tricky that is to make sure you don't fall for propaganda or false news but put the effort from your side and also be aware um i think what we have to do is take something what really matters to you because there is so much shit going out there like happening all around you you can't really care about everything all the time it doesn't happen we we just cannot do it so i feel you have to take something that you're really that you really care about you're passionate about and something that bothers you and try to put your effort into investigating or looking into it like what is objectively what is factually right what does the research say what do the experts say and try to make sure that at least in this particular thing you are up to date and not just consuming something randomly but you put the effort to make sure that it is factual and it is uh, legit the source can be trusted and it is something on which you can base your actions on so that is what i think people have to do like diversify as you said earlier also that not get isolated or alienated from the society itself but take pick up something which you are really passionate about what really bothers you when you see something it isn't right then try to work towards it hmm so uh, there is one more important thing which, which i wanted to bring up you know you started uh, uh, you know your own restaurant and uh, it's been 6 months i guess uh, if yes. i'm not wrong and because of the lockdown you had to close it so from that point of view what do you think are the challenges that someone who owns a store or who has a independent business is going to face and do you think to some level the government was able to help them or uh, you know uh you know take care of the you know help them in taking care of the business so when it comes to restaurants and small scale industries i am not really aware i'll be honest with you i'm not really aware how government is planning to or has already rescued these chains of hotels or businesses what i have seen is that some of the restaurants have like they've come together and made some association and basically try to support each other um in this industry uh, aviation i don't know what they have done but for something as small as our restaurant mm. um thankfully we have our costs really low and we were able to stay afloat what i really uh, worry about is about the small vendors who sell on the streets or uh, like really uh, small what do you call chai walas dabba walas and how they are going to survive when their livelihood is hit i don't know if government because all of this is in unorganized sector yeah there's there's no formal contract there's some of them might not be registered how is the government is going how is the government going to reach up to them so there's a lot of challenges there are numbers which sometimes predict that 80% of 
this whole uh, industry in india is unorganized it can, sometimes it goes up to 90% either way it's like a huge chunk of our economies unorganized so i don't know how government is planning to help them or how it might even reach up to them uh, thankfully in our case um, we were able to survive on our own and yeah, that's basically the scene mm, okay so uh, which means it again depends on the individual and the uh, and the scale of this uh, you know uh, thing whatever you have at hand so yes. uh, those were the things which i had so any last words that you want to share mm, any last words <laughs> so bro i think what we're talking about like uh, ecology is something i stress a lot even in the previous podcast i was telling why i actually quit my job it's because we directly fucking destroy nature so it is it is one thing that bothers me a lot and i want to tell the listeners to inform themselves look at what's really happening around them what conditions they are living in the air they are breathing breathing in our cities are <laughs> the pollution and uh, what do you call waste we create we dump and all of that so just look around you what's really happening and then try to ask the right questions and then see what we can do about it yeah basically that is what i want the listeners to take from this or from the previous podcast as well yeah it's it's always difficult to do the right thing all right so uh, that's all for now in case you liked whatever we spoke about or if you have any thoughts that you want to share uh, you can send in your voice messages through anchor uh I'd love to hear them and in case you think there are people around you who have similar opinions and who might like the podcast just uh, share it with them see you guys bye sujan bye bro